0: Listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciples journey with me as we are reading through the first part of the Book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 through 31, and we are seeing uh, contextually the uh, the people of of the nation of Judah headed into captivity. And so as we're reading this week, there's going to be a lot of lamenting and a lot of sorrow, and yet we will see the hope of the gospel provided. As we examined, even in the previous episode, the theological truths from these chapters uh, that we should see sin around us and the wrath of God upon us, but we should see the Savior who took that wrath uh, for us to have salvation, Jesus Christ. So as we dive in today, uh, we are looking at devotion questions based on our reading. How can we apply the text to our individual lives? And so each time that we uh, deal with devotion questions, we I want to encourage you personally uh, walk through these and answer these, write the answers down. But then lead your family or small group in a discussion. Sit around the, the uh, dining, uh, dining room table and, and talk over a meal. Just grab even one of these questions and, and make them one each day if you, if you want to do that. There's so many ways that you can implement these questions for the week. Uh, but it would definitely help you out in getting more from the text than just reading it. Remember that when we study the Bible, we want to focus on three essential elements. First, what is the context of the passage? So, especially in this, uh, in this reading, we have moved now into a time of captivity, or the the uh, the Israelites, the the nation of Judah, the Southern Kingdom, going into captivity. Remember. Israel, the northern kingdom, fell in 722 BC. Now we're dealing about the last uh, part of the seventh century BC, 620 to about uh, 586 BC. And then we ask, what is the impact of the culture Upon the text, and was the impact of the text upon the culture? That's uh, that's very important to ask, especially as they're getting into Babylonian culture. And then ultimately, how does this passage, especially Jeremiah twenty nine through thirty one, point us to Christ? So let me lead you through five major questions today. The first one. Uh, is Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. We see that all throughout, and we've uh, I shared with you three separate passages even yesterday. But he's known as the weeping prophet. What sins specifically in your life and then in the lives of others have caused you to weep? Uh, when has been a time where you wept over sin? Uh, and 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 first, speak about your life. Talk about. Things that you've done that God convicted you of, you repented of, and, and, and had godly sorrow over. And then think about the, the lives of others that have caused you to weep and how you've had to uh, maybe even forgive or help restore in that. Second question is found in chapter 7, verse 11. Jesus alluded to that verse when he said, uh, Has this house become a den of robbers? Speaking of the temple. So, how did this take place with the temple in Jesus' earthly ministry? To talk through that, what was going on in that culture, how does it continue even today? So, as you think through that, remember that we don't have a temple that we go to. We are the temple of God. And so, think through um, how we can make it, uh, our own lives, a den of robbers or thieves. Number three. When have you been so honest with God about your pain and suffering, much like Jeremiah or even Job? Uh, As you read uh, Jeremiah 15 uh, this week, you're going to see Jeremiah be very honest about not wanting to to, to do anything for God anymore, not wanting to preach, not wanting to to witness what's going on, and yet God uh, changes his heart in that, puts in him this burning fire in his bones, but also reminds him of his mercy and his hope. So how did, how did uh, when you went through a time like that, or maybe you're going through a time, how does God change your heart in the matter? Because remember, God is always... Right. He's perfect in every way. So how does God change your heart in those times that you've been honest? Even think about David in the Psalms. There, there are many times he cries out in pain and suffering, and God changes his heart. A fourth question. Consider the judgment of God seen in chapters 18 and 19, specifically with the potter's house and uh, in chapter 23. How does this emphasize the sovereignty of God in our lives, that God is sovereign, and that he is the potter, we are the clay. But then, even more so, how are we able to experience his mercy on this side of the cross? That's a good question to especially show your children walk them through these passages. Finally, uh, chapter 29 through 31 introduces hope to a hopeless people headed into captivity. How would you summarize the new covenant in Jesus Christ as the righteous branch, as hope for those in captivity. So we know as uh, modern believers that we were headed, destined for a place called hell. According to Romans, the wages of sin is death. But we know the gift of God is eternal life. So this new covenant spoken of by Jeremiah in chapters 29 through 31, how do we experience that and how can we explain that uh, to, to those who are hopeless people? As we close out our devotion question episode, I want to remind you about our memory verse this week. And do this with your small group. Do this with your family. Put it to memory. Jeremiah 23 verse 5 says this, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. Behold, the days are coming. I'm so glad that for Jeremiah, those are future days. For us, those days have passed where Christ came as a righteous branch. We see that even in Isaiah. We see it in Zechariah. We see it in Haggai, that phrase, righteous branch. And he reigns as king for righteousness. Put that verse to memory and let it be a constant reminder so that you and I can walk in hope. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you stakes in the ground.